0: Welcome to the Gal's Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that
1: fasten your seat belts. It's going to be a bumpy night.
0: Hello and welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast. It is music month and I've got with me a new group of gal pals who just wanna, they just wanna, girls just wanna have fun. Uh, First up, if you wanna be her lover, you've gotta get with her friends. (laughs) It is Bonnie Fillensworth. Bonnie, well, tell the good people what you've been up to lately.
1: <laughs> I'm a visual artist. I do paintings of women throughout history. I've been working on uh, Grace Murray Happer and I just came out with some enamel pins. Yes, you did. Pins, pins, pins. Yes.
0: Oh, I love them. Did you like that I actually used a reference from the last time you were on Music Month when you said, I need to make sure Wannabe is on a playlist yeah. somewhere. There I you go. I grew up in the 90s, so I love me some Spice Girls. <laughs> spice Girls, they spice up your life. I'm yeah. just saying. Uh, So next up, her milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Damn right. It's better than yours. Katie Harris is back. (laughs) That's right. So Katie, tell us about your
2: newest adventures. Oh, still working at uh, my school and therapy center for kids with autism. Trying to work on all of their vocational skills and build up our coffee shop so they can have that work experience. Yes. Right now I'm focused on getting ready for my trip to Iceland at the beginning of july Woo! yes iceland bound. yes so hopefully i'll have some good stories and bring back some books about women from iceland please nice.
0: please please. yes i want to read all of the things i don't even care if they're in english i'm just saying i'm <laughs> so excited uh it's a new dawn it's a new day it's a new life and she's feeling good it's rebecca perfinger is back what is new with you rebecca
3: Uh, So as far as new things, I've been teaching a First Amendment class, so that's been really interesting and exciting as my summer, I guess, project. It's not really a project, it's a job, but whatever. Um, And I'm also a lawyer, still trying to get more creative clients in my roster, and I'm still freelance writing, so doing all my fun, crazy stuff. And July is a landmark birthday for me, so it's going to be a really interesting, exciting month. I say sort of sarcastically, but but yeah. Interesting in all the, right, yeah, there you go. Interesting adulting type ways. Yes, exactly.
2: Any (laughs) special birthday plans? Uh, My sister's coming
3: to town
2: and planning a party for me. Nice.
3: Party, party. So that'll be interesting. We don't know where
0: yet or exactly when. Very cool. It shall be awesome. I <laughs> dig it. I love it. Yay. Uh well as for me, I am Dr. Leah Leach. I am the executive director of Gal's Guide. And can I just say that I absolutely love being around all of the new books that are in the library? So a little behind the scenes for our <laughs> listeners, we record in our temporary library location. And we are raising funds for a small but mighty public space. And we are surrounded by books here in the temporary space. Uh, And there's just a few more this month than there was last time. There's about 200 more books, actually, within this month. And that is thanks to a grant from Open Meadows to build our women's history book collection. Uh, So it's super awesome. Uh, We absolutely love book hunting. Uh, but also, we can use these books for our future One Cool Things. So that's what's really, really neat about it. So, okay. This month, though, is music month. So get ready to pour some lemonade and express yourself and get that R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Uh, and don't give a damn about my bad reputation because the stage is set and the crowd is on its feet. And who's going to be first on the bill? Dun-dun-dun-a-dun. Dun, 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 dun. I think it's Bonnie. It's <laughs> Bonnie. He's like, I'm going first this month. And I'm like, yes, please. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Well, my lady is going to be Dusty Springfield. Ooh. So I grew up listening. I grew up on Oldies and Queen. So I love Dusty. And last year, when I was working on my women's history calendar, I was researching LGBTQ women for June, and Dusty's name came up. And I was like, Dusty?
0: Yeah, I had no idea.
1: That's awesome. I had no idea. So I was like, well, I'll have to research more about her later. Because I didn't know much about her. I knew her music. So I'm like, I'll do Dusty. Yes! (laughs) So she was born... Mary Isabel Catherine Bernadette O'Brien what? on July 2nd, which when this comes out should be tomorrow. Yay!
0: So let me guess is she Catholic with that many names? She's I'm just Catholic. wondering. Okay. She's Catholic all right.
1: And she's raised in the UK, which was mostly Protestant, and she uh, went to like a Catholic nun school. Interesting. I didn't want to
0: stereotype, but I mean, when you got seven names.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, there's maybe
3: like
0: the
1: confirmed
3: name
0: and like all yes, these true. extra, are Name, I don't know. You add in family members <laughs> yeah. as paying homage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all good.
1: <laughs> uh, she had Irish parents, and they fought a lot and often had, like, food fights.
3: <laughs>
1: like, they, it would be on a regular basis. They would throw, like, plates of food at each other because they were mad, and they would often find, like, old food that they'd be cleaning out later oh, that had fallen into cracks and crevices.
0: <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> That's from the last fight
2: of, you know, yeah. April. Woo! Is this new goals? <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. Oh, wait. <laughs> uh,
1: both of her parents loved music, but they were both like they didn't really like each other. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she said Sucks. later that she felt like she was both like abused and neglected as a child. Uh-huh. Um, her mother was very unhappy with her marriage, and she discouraged Dusty from ever getting married. Did you really? That's nice to tell your young child. Right. I mean, she's trying. She's just like, I don't know a way out of this. So just don't. (laughs) Uh, She had an older brother, Dion, and she was always in competition with him. And she said, uh, the feelings of inadequacy followed me through my life. Now I'm grateful to my brother because it was always he who unwittingly started me off singing. I started because he started and I wanted to be better than him at something.
0: You know what? That's beautiful that's a healthy competition between siblings that's kind of like negative and positive at the same time i'm like that's yeah i like that uh
1: she told a a nun teacher i'm not sure what you call those sister 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 my teacher lady sure uh, <laughs> captain, that my she captain. wanted to be a blues singer <laughs> yes. in 1950 um she knew at a young age that she was attracted to girls and even had a crush on one of her teachers ah
0: wait a sister a sister oh in the
1: catholic school
0: that's gonna mess you up psychologically (laughs) having a crush on a nun because you know
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, she was heavily influenced um by the motown sound and ladies like billy holiday and ella fitzgerald yes i love those she when she was like 17 she came up as dusty as a persona Ah. She was like very much like two separate people like she had this, she was dusty on stage and then she was like the very quiet Mary O'Brien in a private life. That's nice. She joined the Lana Sisters group and after leaving them she joined a group with her brother Tom who was going by Tom Springfield. Oh. I don't know where he and they got the name Springfield cuz there were so many Springfields in the US. So they oh, were they like to sound like an American, yeah, name. I didn't know she was British I until I started doing this I thought <laughs> no she was an American lady, mm-hmm. which is apparently was like a thing back in the day. No one knew she was from the u k They all thought that she was yeah, um,
2: American, so Bonnie, I don't know much about Dusty. what was her stage presence like?
1: She had a big blonde wig it was like a beehive and like dark like black eyeshadow they were calling it like the panda look or something the panda look (laughs) (laughs) and i'll have to post a picture when she's in the springfield she has this very weird skirt it just comes out like there's got to be a tutu under there it just goes straight out and then down it's like an upside down umbrella it's it's sort of thing and it, like it's, it's like magical. knee height, and it's just he it goes poof out. <laughs> <laughs> but later, when she's on her own, she's having like elegant like night or not nightgowns, dressing oh gowns, like cocktail like, dresses, and yeah, stuff. like yeah. long flowy dresses. But she still has that that wig. And the the other guy that was in this uh, Springfield, it was Tom, her brother, and this other guy, and her. They would share a mic. And he said he would get like get close to her to share the mic, and her her hair smelled <laughs> because she didn't want to wash it because she had like combed it back and put so much hairspray in it. And it was kind of smelly. <laughs>
0: Because, the you know, when you comb back, it's better the second day because you can add more hairspray to it. You know, it's uh, what is it also they say the the higher the hair, the closer to God or something like that, <laughs> whatever the Southern saying is. So is she
2: really like bold and loud and not on stage? Like, not really. I mean, she has
1: this like kind of like sorrowful voice. It's mm-hmm. a bit like a low tone. Um, she has this unique mixture where people didn't know where to place her where she was uh, folk or country or rock that. or R&B. She kind of fits in everywhere.
2: That's cool. Because
1: what was her main song? Um, Son of a Preacher Man is one of the ones she's known <gasps> Do for. Do that song? Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's her main
0: gig. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wishing and yeah. a
1: hoping, yeah. I Only Want to Be With I'm You. Um, she had a whole bunch. And back in the gotcha. day, they all like sing each other's songs oh yeah like, she didn't write any of her songs i was gonna say like
3: who was her main writer
1: uh, i think she Lovers. just went to like the studio and they like sounded like they just came up with a pile of records mm-hmm. that other people had already recorded and like the, picked the songs studio owned. for her oh, yeah. to do oh, okay interesting and then she would like one guy i guess even tricked her like he had a pile of like over a hundred records listen to him she's like i hit them all <laughs> and then he, he spent the night and he picked 15. And the next day she was like, oh, yeah, I like those.
0: Ah, uh, He figured out her taste. <laughs> yes. Because that's the interesting thing. I've heard so many different people sing Son of a Preacher Man. And I've mm-hmm. heard so many different people sing Wishing and Hoping. So that makes sense. She was part of a, you know, collective. of We all sing these standards.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, it's funny. It popped up on The Office. There's an episode oh, where really? the, um Michael's baby mama. What's her name? Jan? I think it's Jan. <laughs> she has brings her baby like after she given birth and she's singing son of a preacher man to her baby and someone's like i'm not sure if that's appropriate it's a song about losing your virginity yeah, like behind is. a church right and you're just singing it to your baby
0: it happened. <laughs> I mostly remember that song from uh, Pulp Fiction, but it's yeah. the Neil Diamond version, was, I think. It
1: was on there. It's. Yeah. That was like the or, only. like oh, wait,
0: no, not Neil Diamond.
3: Okay. It was her. It's she on was, there. It it's like the, the only. Um... You're thinking, Girl, You'll Be a Woman soon. I am thinking, yeah, Girl, You'll, you'll Be a Woman the urge soon. Urge Overkill, I think. Version urge Overkill. Yes, yes, that's what of I was the Neil thinking. Neil Diamond
2: song. Yes, <laughs>
0: yes. never mind. We oh, have wow. i to back
3: check all that to make I sure told, that's But right.
0: that's a lot of crossing streams, is what I just did. I went from Dusty Springfield to Neil Diamond to Neil Diamond to Urge Overkill. It's to pulp fiction but it wow. was her... good follow She's... along but uh, so Uncle was her...
1: is was on pulp fiction and that was like the right. only like platinum award or whatever uh-huh. she got was because it was on there huh amazing she had a whole bunch of um hits in america before the beatles okay we were kind of all about the same time um That's with 64-ish. the springfields ish. yeah silver threads and golden needles with the Springfields uh, was uh, the first British group to hit the top 10 in America in 1962. Ooh, 62. I like it. Neat. She was like a perfectionist when she would record things. She Mm -hmm. would record things like word by word or line by line Ah. and redo them over and over. She had the song recorded first Mm -hmm. and she would like interact with the musicians. Like she, she knew what she wanted to sound like, but she wasn't musically trained. So she didn't quite know how to, like, communicate.
2: So it was a lot of like, trial this, and error, kind of? this kinda. new
1: sound that she wanted. Ah. but she they would record the music first, and then she would be meticulous about getting the vocals like she was a perfectionist. And it drove people nuts. It does drive people nuts, but <laughs> I kind of appreciate it. Because <laughs> I can,
0: you know what I mean? I don't know. For some odd reason, you can see it. You can hear it. You can be like no, they really cared about this.
1: <laughs> and she eventually went solo after the the Springfields. They just kind of like her and her brother just like decided in like a conversation, we're, we're just going to stop now. <laughs> and then like later That's they boring. told the dude, and I was like, okay, the other guy. <laughs> He's probably sucked. <saw> <laughs> I was like, all right. But there's an interview from, that she did with the Beatles In between, after she left the Springfields and right before she went solo, it's on YouTube where she's like asking questions of the Beatles and she's like teasing John about like scabs on the side of his face weird like, but it's, it's very weird i like I'm it like, still trying to figure out what's up with that interacting with john
0: lennon in any way shape or fashion i per- appreciate yeah, it she's, she's
1: <laughs> talking to paul mccartney and john lennon and interviewing them i think did like, she leave like songs. george
0: alone because george seems to always have been I left alone you see the
1: other two on the tape at all
0: okay all right there we go Aww.
1: she's like uh, asking questions that these screaming fan girls have asked Right. Her to ask the Beatles the and burning they're just, questions. Like, screaming After Teenage each thing. Dreams. <laughs> <laughs> um, I only want to be with you was her second single nice. and she refused to like sing it later. Huh. Uh, she also stopped singing Wishing and Hoping because of the sexist lyrics. Oh. Ah. They're pretty much like Yeah. It's a song about a girl likes a guy and she's kind of like doing everything she can to mm-hmm. be with him. So that she would sing it later as a joke and change the lyrics.
0: Oh nice. <laughs> <laughs> I like that.
1: <laughs> she went on tour in South Africa during the apartheid Ooh. and she other had British groups had gone and they had signed a contract mm-hmm. that they would uh, sing to segregated crowds she refused to sing to a segregated crowd mm. and she was deported
0: <gasps> really she got kicked
1: out and i guess it was a big pain in the butt for other british groups later was it because she was for integration she, she was like she loved motown and she right. loved these people and she was like this is ridiculous i'm here to sing music you should be for separated tickets, by race yeah you should get to hear me sing like there's yeah. no reason for this josephine baker did, did
0: the same thing uh mm-hmm. where well, she would refuse to sing to segregated crowds yeah love it or hate it it's a stance <laughs>
1: yeah after she got home to the uk she said i just think that people should be allowed to hear me sing in ir- irrespective of color creed or religion
0: Aww. Good job, Dustin. And then her records
1: were bound in South Africa for decades.
0: Oh, no. Well, you know. <laughs> oh, apartheid. They took it
3: seriously. They really did, didn't they? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh,
1: but she got. Uh, she kept her uh, uh, plate and crockery throwing from her parents her whole life. She would often get upset and just throw things around. She would always pick up after herself. Sweet. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess. Uh, Stanley Drake was rude to waitstaff, so she threw a tart at him across the room. <laughs> she missed him. So later that night she had one in her hand and she went to like shake his hand and had the tart in there. <laughs> Food and plates were her weapon. <laughs> in 1966, she achieved more uh, hit records than any other artist. Um, she had several relationships with women Throughout her whole life, she had said in an interview, "Where was it that she's perfectly capable of being swayed by a girl as well as by a boy?" Ah. But I really, I think she had like one night stands with men. But I haven't read anything yet where she was had a relationship with a man. Gotcha. So I ah. think I think she she leaned more towards the ladies.
0: Nothing wrong with that. <laughs>
1: Uh, she moved into a house with Norma Tangia, and was also at the same time in a relationship with American folk singer Julie
0: Felix. Uh, I don't know a Julie Felix. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, you said American folk singer. And I'm like, is it Joan Baez? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was There's waiting for. There's so many like <laughs> name
1: drops in this book. Like At some point, she's performing a concert and Princess Margaret's there. Oh hey. she's friends with uh Billie Jean King sweet she's neighbors with Lillian Tomlin at one point huh. she just she knows everybody yeah it's nuts uh she Beautiful. started taking uh, mandrax it's a downer that doesn't mix well with alcohol so you know what she did oh no she mixed she it would with... drink alcohol yeah, yeah. and yeah. she would drink so much uh she would ha- they would call her doctor who would come by and give her a shot to like right. calm her down and science has later found out that it's a bad effect with people with bipolar disorder and they oh. think that she maybe had that gotcha especially since she's like throwing plates around like it's normal
0: right and if it's yeah exactly if it's kind of like a manic state sort of thing yeah it makes sense i got experience
1: with that. self-medicating <laughs> right it doesn't help at all yeah. well, i think a part of it was just her being raised catholic and dealing with her um, wanting to be with women, right? And part of it's just wanting to be so much of a perfectionist and having like anxiety over it. Like yeah. I'm sure she had all kinds of just issues,
0: right? Which and and that's always the ironicness is that it helps your music and then it hurts your life or mm-hmm. it can hurt your career. And it's like, oh man, it's that balance of it sort of thing. Yeah,
1: she was bad at managing managing her money. Uh, they no. said that she would. <laughs> Record her finances on tape and send them to her accountants. Oh, so I thought she didn't write them down, she like had a tape recorder or whatever. See, I
3: think that's kind of brilliant, though, because at least she's got something, she's got a system, she's got yeah. a system, and she's got another person who's responsible for true keeping Girls. track of that.
0: She's stuff. doing what she's got to do, Then
1: Yeah, that's, her, <laughs> well, lady... that's what
3: works for her. Great.
1: One lady she was with and just made a, a comment one night that she liked to pool, so like three days later. She took her on a drive. She had bought her a house with Uh a pool. Oh. Oh, So that's like, she's just like, I'm just going to drop money.
0: Right. So she's a little frivolous. So she's keeping track of it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. 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 But she's like, I'm just going to buy you a house because you said you liked a pool.
0: Sweet. Hey, um,. Uh, Dusty's no longer with us, right? Because we no. want to build a library. And uh, okay, all right.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, I'm trying to. Use, I was thinking of using that power for good instead of evil, but
1: uh, no. no. Uh, she filmed several TV series with the BBC and the ATV, which featured her and other singers performing. Like Jimi Hendrix was on it at one point. Really? Ooh. It's like I think like a little rock and roll hour. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Like a Dick Clark sort of uh,
0: bandstand or something
1: like that Ooh, neat it would take her like hours to get into her her makeup part of it was because she was uh what was it, nearsighted or part- she couldn't see beyond like two feet oh no so all these like uh the panda eyes are difficult yeah well, <laughs> I-, I was wondering if maybe that's what happened <laughs> to she start that see. it was just easier
3: to be like here we go I think part of of it messed it, was
0: it up so it's just more of it
1: showing yeah. up <laughs> while on tv i think was part of it but Right. Uh, she said that she looked like Burt Lancaster without her hair and makeup. Oh, no.
0: I don't know if that's so much a compliment. Uh, there are some people that are like, ooh, Burt Lancaster, but I'm like, on a woman? Mm. That's, uh, that's a.
1: Tough I one. think in the beginning it was her actual hair, but later she had like three different wigs and she had names for them. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> Sweet.
1: She eventually recorded in Memphis, which is like her big thing. And. She said and it was like a place where a bunch of other hit singers had been and recorded. Yeah, And yeah. she said, I hated it because I couldn't be Aretha Franklin. Mm. If people like Jerry Wexler could realize what a deflating thing it is to say Otis Redding stood there. Yeah. Or that's where Aretha sang. Whatever you do, it's not going to be good enough. Aww. And it added to the natural critic in me. It was a paralyzing experience. Yeah, I can see that. Hmm.
0: That is really tough because it's like, yeah, if you really, really want to be as good as your icon and then you're in that same spot as them, it's. Some people, like, rise to that challenge of, like, no, ah, ah, but you have to be a little bit of a narcissist, I think, to, like, oh, no, I'm totally going to be as good as Aretha Franklin. It's, like, step back.
3: <laughs> and, and she's a woman, and women tend to be, yeah. like, not as nice to themselves. Exactly. Yeah, the first I'm idea sure is, like. I'm sure she didn't look like Bert Lancaster without right. her <laughs> makeup. I'm sure she wouldn't be as famous and popular. Right.
1: There's not enough makeup that would make Bert Lancaster
0: look like Dusty Luke is fabulous as Dusty Springfield. Yes, exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh dusty had hoped that la would be more tolerant and open than london the reverse was true hollywood was even more closeted dusty oh. later told gay news there is a very strong anti-gay feeling in hollywood which is extraordinary in an industry yeah. which is 75 percent gay <laughs> yeah <laughs> you could sit around at a dinner table with eight other gay people and no one would admit it being gay was a career poison oh so she thought it was like really weird Everyone's the, gay, but no one wants to talk right. about it. Irony. Um, and we're talking
0: like sixties, six like sixties and seventies in like her heyday. Big thing sort of was
1: day. yeah, like sixty four to sixty nine. But she did some stuff during the seventies, but it didn't do so good. Yeah, and then she had some kind of a return in the eighties with a band called the Pet Shop Boys. Yes, I love they the Pet like Shop a, Boys. They had like a song or an album or something where she's featured in there. Is she really?
0: Yeah. I don't know all that much about the Pet Shop Boys. I'm like trying to think of the two songs that I know, but that's cool. I'm going to have to investigate Mm. further. Um, (laughs) I see Rebecca's face like thinking. No, No, okay, gotcha. I thought you were like going, (laughs) I'm going through the Pet Shop Boys album
1: in my head. (laughs) Um, During the 70s, she does like a whole bunch of like background vocals for people and stuff. And I'm not sure if it's the one that finally made it on there, but um, Elton John was set to record Don't Go Breaking My Heart with Dusty. And it got withdrawn, and he went with Kiki Dee instead.
3: Oh, that was going to be Dusty. Mm. Though. Yeah,
1: interesting. Which would have been really—I I really hope there's a song out there with Dusty mm. and Elton John. That'd be great. Aw. Um, she was offered "Killing Me Softly," mm-hmm. and she didn't do it. And nobody does it better for a Bond movie for the spy who loved me. But she didn't do it. Yeah. Um. Oh, this was the that's one that I, song, I need to confirm if she's on it or not. Backup vocals on Elton John's "The Bitch Is Back" and "Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me." I need oh. to like look into the things to see may if she or may not. they recorded it. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure if that's the one that they went with. Interesting.
3: Did she say why she turned down
0: those songs?
1: I think different? she was like really picky about the songs okay. that she did.
0: She just wasn't feeling
1: it. But she would have killed it for "Killing Me Softly." That'd oh, absolutely. Her like soft, sad sound that would have been
3: great. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: she should have been credited as a producer on her early al- albums because she like did like a lot of the work, mm-hmm. um, but she chose not to because that was like a career ending move back in the day. Mm. Is you know it was part of the dusty perform or personas like she's just a singer, you right. know that
0: was the brand they were trying to like, make for women
1: back in the day. They they had no like input. They were just here sing the song,
0: right. Like, it was that unfortunate thing of, you know, feel like you're lucky enough for this opportunity. And it's like... A... Well, they weren't...
3: Like, I, I might go into mine a little bit, but I was listening to a podcast on the way over about my person, and they were saying that, like, even... In like the mid '60s, like women weren't even playing instruments, right? If, yeah, you were like that was the big, singer. Yeah, like, if you were, it wasn't like you wouldn't have been like on stage doing it. I guess I don't know if they even had studio musicians yeah. playing like that were Ooh. women. So I was surprised to hear that. So yeah, that kind of makes yeah. sense.
0: It, your she... very few exceptions are like Joan Baez, and that's only because it's like folk singing, yeah. and it's usually like you and a guitar, and sometimes there's no other band. So it's right. like you know. Right. But other than that, yeah, no, you have a tambourine mm-hmm. if you're lucky.
1: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, She had a relationship with a a lady named Cameron. I don't remember if that's her first or last name. Right. (laughs) But she was with her for a few years, and she was like a very nice, calming force in her life. Um, She ended up, um, when they would get home at night, they would always waltz every night before dinner. And they had a little, um, there was some lady, like Jay Avery.
0: Gotcha. Okay. I, I can't remember
3: her
1: name. Yeah, that was they would say her name, and that was like code for "I love you." Aww. And later took her on like a surprise date to the the Hollywood, the Chinese theater with the mm-hmm. prints. Yes, and to see her little star there. Nice. Uh, they went home to. Um, Ireland to meet her, her parents at Christmas, which I guess was like crazy. Well, for I the mean, other they're lady. throwing things. So. Yeah, she was <laughs> not used to that. But I guess on that trip for uh, New Year's, they went down to Italy and she got her into there's like some part of the Vatican. I don't know if it's just Dusty got the, the special... Tour or whatever, but she was the son of a preacher man. Up, I'm yeah. just kidding. Sorry, <laughs> I
0: just had to throw that in there.
1: <laughs> a, a special like I guess stairway that you can see like all over Rome, and she like proposed to her Aww. there. At the, they watched like the sunrise of the new year. Aww. Oh, very cute. That is lovely. What about when was that? You know um, that would have been in like.
0: like <laughs> I know, right? Seventies,
1: eighties, <laughs> <Yeah, '80s>. probably <laughs> early seventies. Oh, gotcha. Okay. okay. Mm. Oh, uh, she got breast cancer in '94. She Oof. found a lump, and it was gone for a few years, and then it came back. And then she, they were talking to one person on the interview. I was listening to it on YouTube, like she told her friend, but she was like, "You can't tell anyone." So yeah. she was sitting on it for like a year that it come back. Oh no! But she, she died in '94. She was supposed to get an, I think it's called an OBE from the Queen. Oh. I guess it's some kind of... knighted. I don't think, it, I don't think it's of, a knight. Well, because she's Irish,
0: right? Yeah. Well, no, she's British, yeah. So she yeah. could be knighted, yeah. But she
1: supposed. It was like she died on the day she was supposed to get it from the queen, oh. but they they knew she was sick and they sent it to her early in the hospital. Gotcha. And I guess she was like... At first she said, like, oh, the ribbon's tattered. Oh! It's
0: <laughs> like the... You- The pin. Okay, gotcha. It's the pin thing. Yeah, exactly.
1: Oh, first she was like, "It's tattered," tattered. and then like a couple minutes later, she was like, "I guess going around the hospital showing everyone her (laughs) little award." (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, like you do. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: okay. She got it before before she left this mortal coral yeah.
1: okay, She <laughs> was quote like she said that my sexuality has never been a problem to me, but I think it has been for other
0: people. Oh,
1: um,
0: that's good; it wasn't a problem for her. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: a, another artist gave her a uh, like a T-shirt that she often wore to bed and said, "This is no uh, ordinary housewife you're dealing with." <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and there's supposed to be a biopic. Of her in the fall of 2019 Ooh. with Gimma Archeron is okay. Dusty called so much Love? I oh. haven't seen it like listed on IMDb yet. okay. And there were some old news articles from about 2013 rumoring that Adele was going to be Dusty in a biopic. Oh, my but God. I'm guessing if that was going to happen, it would have happened. We probably would have heard
0: about something. But that would be fantastic. That would... With,
1: with, you got, you know, you got the, the Queen biopic and Elton John. It would right. be great to have Dusty, too. Oh, yeah. For oh, sure. absolutely.
0: Oh, my gosh. I hope that happens. (laughs) Even if it's just, if the reason why it's not on IMDb, because it's like a BBC, you know what I mean? Made for BBC document or, uh, you know, movie sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Be like, I'd be down with that. I will watch that.
1: (laughs) That's all I got on Dusty. There's a really good uh, documentary on YouTube. If you just type in Dusty Springfield documentary, it comes up. And then I've been reading a book. that's just called Dusty.
0: Dusty, is it a uh, memoir or is it about her?
1: It's I think a person interviewed a whole bunch of people in her life. Gotcha. Is what it sounded like. It's an intimate portrait of a musical legend. Aww. by Karen Bartlett. Awesome. It's about three hundred pages long. Look at that! A glorious
0: dustiness. <laughs> Sweet. So, okay, you hadn't heard of her, but you had you heard of the song before? Yeah. So yeah. There you go. You're I'd like, of no I know the songs.
2: I'm not good at remembering names of groups, names of people in songs, but there's
0: there's a lot. It's, it's kind of like I don't have the, movie the brain for well. it. Yeah. Not, yeah. a,
2: not a good <laughs> trivia brain, really. But that's really fascinating to me that she was such a perfectionist because when I think of the songs, yeah. it's just I don't know. It seems like more passion and it doesn't seem like it was meticulously thought out but it sounds like her passion was the backing to what made her such a perfectionist yeah so if All that right. makes sense oh it totally okay makes sense. good <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly and Rebecca you had heard of her before right yeah
2: I'd
3: heard of her it took me a minute to remember
0: like face to name to song yeah. sort of thing yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. I didn't know anything yeah. about like I didn't know she was from London I didn't know about her yeah. past so that was i athletic. think i
3: knew she was maybe british but i didn't but i didn't know like her whole story
0: well that wraps it up for us this week join us next week as our next gal pal shares her one cool thing as gal's guide to the galaxy podcast continues thanks for listening for show notes links and images from this week's show visit galsguide.org Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers become a gal's Guide patron today thanks for listening